Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. You afraid, Al? Uh, you got a fear of the knife. He, he wants to try passing them stones natural. Are you afraid, Al? Are you afraid, Al? Oh, God, I'm on his fucking nuts. Today, we're going to talk about the testicles. You're all probably giggling right now, and that's okay. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Welcome back to Can You Hear Me, the podcast with three guys, two of which are your original good buddies. We killed Ty and replaced him with Jay Cranfield. Well, I can't say it's a bad choice. I mean, maybe not the the replacing, not a bad choice. The killing of him, that's regrettable. that was your idea. Well, you know, sometimes there's collateral damage. The greater good. I'm Heavy Longmire. Thank you for clarifying that. I'm Jay Cranfield. 3,000. The Crandy Man. The Crandy Man. Ray Ranfield. Did you... Out by that rock. That's rough. It's rough. I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> Literally, I'm cutting that part out. And we are the Can You Hear Me Boys from the 903 coming at you loud and clear, I hope. You can find us on Twitter. I'm Real Gustav. I am Longmire Heavy. At Jay Cranfield or at Clay underscore Byington. <laughs> either one it'll get there. These it'll days. get there either way. Yeah, it'll get to where it needs to go. You know, that's one of those things when you live out in the country, especially in a small town, if it, the address isn't exactly right, it's still going to get to you. Yeah. If it yeah. can get to the town or that little post yeah, office, right. it's going to get to you. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com and it'll get to us. And we'd love to hear from you if you have stories about how you're going to solve the hydraulic fracking problem like Heavy was just telling us when he gets elected. You got it all figured out. Or uh, I'm waiting for a call any day mm-hmm. from President-elect Trump for my appointment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Your daddy would die. Yeah. Be, be all over. Elizabeth, he's coming home. Yeah. That's a Sanford and Son reference. My one for the episode. Well, Ty's not here yet you again. dummy. That was your Sanford and Son. That was yours. Ty's not here again, and Cranfield has stepped into the gap. He's that man that we need on that wall, and he's here for us once again. Thank you, sir. Anytime. No matter what Ty used to say about you, we're yeah. glad to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the afterlife, you and he can finally get that 80s NCAA basketball podcast going that you've always hoped for. That's at some point. We're still trying to work out the demographics for our target audience and how to of, best reach them and all that. To, you know what? Maybe y'all could interview Bobby Knight. Just like that, motherfucker. <laughs> Ask if he shot at anybody lately. <laughs> You know, I, you know, we get literally tens of listeners a week yes. to this fine podcast and we appreciate every damn one of you. I'll have you know. Absolutely. But I would just laugh my ass off if you and he actually did an eighties NCAA podcast and it just hit, just skyrocketed. I, honestly, I, I bet that would be a pretty good niche. I, you know, our, our biggest wall we have to climb is the actual, you know, like, Editing and submission of it. Yeah, because I'm not doing that. Yeah, because we're both on the end of uh, showing up to a podcast, talking in a microphone, and being like, "Well, thanks. Right, see ya. We'll, we'll see you later." How does I don't know this thing will show up magically tomorrow? There'll be a, a one by "Can you hear me?" You know, on my iPhone. <laughs> Big goal, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah, that's one of those things where I certainly appreciate my co-host, but I'm not turning over the uh, the equipment to say "Have at it" because I don't want to have to answer the questions. I don't want to do technical support for mm-hmm. you. For you. Nope. Where does this plug into at? I think I deleted everything. <laughs> well, that's come close. Yeah. I've, I've, I deleted that lost that episode that we had to pull. 
yeah. that we could never air accidentally deleted it. I'm still kind of sad about that. Maybe one day we can just ply Ty with brown drink again and have him retell it. You ought to just call the NSA and ask if you can get a copy of it. It's a good point. Yeah. It's not a bad it's idea. Bad. Maybe that drone hovering outside right. will have, with its shotgun mic, really picked everything up. How bad does the uh, the NSA surveillance, just general, how bad, how bad does that make you feel? Honestly, by carrying the smartphone with me at all times, yeah. that's pretty much my submission of they know where I'm at right. wherever I go. Oh, yeah, they know where just you're at. And, fuck it, you know. And yeah. the metadata is, even if they're just using metadata, it's still enough to pretty much paint a pretty damn clear picture of who you are. Yeah, yeah. The first time that this ever even crossed my mind, it was before smartphones. Do y'all remember... And probably the early 2000s, there was a small, I don't know if you'd call it a rash, but there was a small rash of... Put a little salve on that, it'll clear right up. ...of mailbox bombings yep. in the Midwest. Uh, they started like yeah. in Illinois. Sure. Then there was another one in Indiana, and then one in Kansas, and I think S- one in Colorado. Was it John Cougar Mellencamp doing those? It was not. But they ended up, in the, and they had... And none of the people had anything in common. It looked to be total... Completely random. Completely random. They ended up tracking the perp, if you will, using uh, cell phone data mm-hmm. and just l- looking at... Because it was in rural areas. Yeah. So you're so, finding the common... So that's easier. So they're looking at numbers that are bouncing off certain cell towers. True. They're able to put it in a, one of those fancy computer things univac 3000 uh, work up a logarithm to uh <laughs> an algorithm, an algorithm. Yeah. algorithm yes. yeah to uh to figure out the common number and they caught him how about that his mailbox bombing days were done i missed the unibomber he was fascinating that was absolutely fascinating totally unrelated other than the fact that he was a bomber but, I hate that people got hurt. Yeah, but, no, that, that's awful. But, but it, that was fascinating because how long did that go on? Like oh, 20 years? Yeah, it was a long span because he kind of went dark there for a while and he didn't pull anything and then he came back. Yeah, that was one of those things that I, I remember watching Unsolved Mysteries the first time I ever heard about him. I loved that show, Robert and we, Stack. And yeah. we always had that sketch of him where I think he was always wearing sunglasses. Looked sunglasses. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it did bit. look like Bob Dylan and the hoodie. Yeah. And then they caught him, yeah. and you're like, it looks nothing like yeah, that guy. Like, no. uh, go back and find Bobby Zimmerman. That's the one you're looking for. <laughs> aren't there, aren't there crimes that he, they haven't necessarily solved, he didn't admit to, but they think it was him? I think or there's still some. No, I think there's some. And I'm pretty, you know, I mean, he's, he's at, uh, Supermax forever. Yeah. So. I was thinking he died. A couple no, of oh no, he's, he's still alive. alive. Yeah. He's still I alive. knew they sent him to Supermax, but I was thinking he ended up dying. He's in there with Joktar, Sarnoff, or the other, the marathon bomber that right. didn't get blown in half. And then he's oh, got, he's got, yeah. uh, Terry Nichols from, oh, the, from Oklahoma from City. From Oklahoma City. And he's, he's got, got, uh. Used to have Manuel Noriega, but. Yeah, I was going to say Noriega. Is Noriega dead? I think Noriega's yeah, dead, dead, yeah. Did he die? This just in, That's Manuel Noriega is dead. That's a, an assorted cast of characters you've well, got locked up. It's up like there something out of a Legion of Doom. You know, if they just had superpowers, it'd be pretty kick-ass. We stumbled. Yes, in, in Colorado, right? Yeah, we stumbled yeah. upon Supermax one time. I bet that was a terrible, like, prison league basketball team. It'd be the worst. <laughs> yeah. Cause they only get, they only, they can't actually be in the same open area. That's right. They, Get out, they only get out for like 30 minutes a day and it's in their own little. Terrible. But you know, if you had to be in prison. I want to be in Supermax. That might be the best place to be. Hell yeah. Nobody would fuck with you. I'm too pretty to go to regular prison. You know? (laughs) The. No, that, I agree. I I watched enough Sons of Anarchy that I don't want to go. Sure. I, I want to be in total maximum Solitary confinement. <laughs> Just let me go mad. Let me go mad. Care. Do I get? Do I don't want to get raped or exactly. beat up. Exactly. I will gladly go insane, and maybe I could handle it. I don't know. No, you couldn't. Do I get a book? No, you don't get anything. You stay in there twenty four seven. I get those masturbate. How is that different from my my <laughs> youth? <laughs> Man, that's tough. It would be tough because I think. 
Maybe somebody should send a hypothetical to a more popular podcast about that. Well, we'll think about it. Don't blow your wad yet. Yeah. Literally. I'll, uh. Work on that one. Yeah, Workshop we'll mull this over a little bit. Cause I kind of think there are some minimum security facilities. And there's some pros and cons to Lots of white collar crimes that you're probably not at a real great risk of getting bunged, tied down and split apart. Yeah. Well, even in, and if Sons of Anarchy is your reference, that's... Yeah, that's a county jail, so... That's not a documentary. <laughs> it wasn't? I hate to, hate anyway, to ruin he that He also for you. watched a very uh, fascinating documentary series called Oz. He was telling me the yeah. other day. I, I never watched a whole I, lot of that. I haven't either. I never watched I don't like... Yeah. I'm not real interested in uh, the bad things that are going to happen in prison. Yeah. Right. And that's pretty much, I think, what Oz was, wasn't it? I never watched it. I don't plan on going, so... I'm trying not to. Doing my best. Can't even tell you. But no, overall, I just, in the back of my mind, I've always known that, you know, the government knows what you do. Sure. But NSA doesn't, I mean. Well, it's more than, my, it's more than it used to be. I mean, there was a time well, right. where. I know, mean, but I'm not involved in anything bad enough that if they want to read my emails, well, fuck, they're, or my text, they're pretty boring. Yeah. You know? Maybe they'll find some funny we're stuff. Funny in there. sometimes. Yeah. If I can make, an NSA analyst chuckle. analyst laugh at least once a day. Then, but you know, at this point, there's not like an analyst going through it. It's they got one of the, one of those fancy logarithms that are <laughs> looking for keywords. It's a C64 running a logarithm. Yeah, so that's why I'm always in text and stuff. I always just throwing ISIS in there just randomly, just randomly, just so I could stay on the radar. There have been times where I have self-edited before sending something where I. You know what? I don't want that word in that tweet. Uh, tweets are different because I, I think I have a trust tree with anyone that I'm in a, you know, a text string with that they're not going to screenshot it or right. send it to anybody. But tweets, yeah, you definitely, you give that about three or four go overs. Go overs yeah. before you're like, okay, let's send this. You know, I, that's funny you mentioned that trust tree. There was a, uh, a friend of a friend that I got to be more acquainted with. I'd seen him at parties and stuff. And through the miracles of social media, started interacting a little bit more with them. And I found out real quick, and I'd been cautious, you know, because I really don't know you. I found out real quick they were a screenshotter. Mm. And that's Mm. one of the most dangerous people on earth, you know. And it was benign stuff, but it was still like, you've already shown me what you're capable of. So I'm just going to step away real slowly. Because that, that's one of those things that, you know, until you see it, you don't think about it. Yeah. You know, you're just sitting there. It's locker room talk. Yeah. <laughs> and or the next even, thing you know, it's you're getting Billy Bushed. Or the, yeah, the screenshot or just, you know, you're in the conversation and it, it's, you know, we'll term it as locker room talk. And then sure. you find out there's the one guy that went and basically told everybody every, else. Every, well, just told his wife yeah. everything that was discussed. Yeah. And you're like, dude, like we were... Kind of serious and kind of right. kidding, but now that's all out there. Well, I've certainly also ran into that, a different scenario where there was an awful lot of locker room talk and someone's messages got read even before that person was even in the picture, read way back, just crazy insane. You know, just, and my point was when this all blew up, I'm like, we also talked about writing our own TV show, but that didn't happen either, is it? True. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we had plot lines, and this wasn't my hotel TV show I was talking about the other day. Do you remember me? Hotel TV show. <laughs> oh, no, I, I vaguely remember. Yeah, I won't go into that here. Yeah. Was this me? No, it wasn't you. No, okay. No. That's like, I don't... No, it wasn't okay. you. This okay. was... But this is... But it was something where it was... Oh, okay. Read okay. a whole... Like, years worth of yeah things, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. We say a crazy stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, in that and... Social media stuff that just, you know, I'm commonly just purposely mistaken for someone else. Right. A lot of people think that I just go around making fun of paraplegics all the time. Yeah. And I've tried, I've been trying to correct the record on that. <laughs> like, go. look, uh, that was not the case. Yeah. It was just an unfortunate tie in to someone that was, and there happened to be somebody along the yeah. same lines. It was just, not a joke series. I tried to correct that yeah. at the blowout. I made, uh, I made, made a up. reference to that. I did not go over and point at the guy with no yeah. legs and say, Hey, where are there your legs was not. at? 
It was telling the story of KJ and how KJ luckily wasn't crippled. Yeah. And it was, you're lucky you didn't end up like Christopher Reeve was the comment. Exactly. And that's when we all looked over and there was a yeah. double amputee sitting at the next table over. I, I it, there was I, no joke. No, I think it was just the, the fact that, hey, if that would end up that way, this would have been a little, I don't know if a more awkward situation, but it certainly would have changed the dynamic yes. at the table. Yes. But I didn't word it that eloquently. No, and, but we took it as we are all pot stirrers. You know, we're trying to cook up something. We made our joke and then, yeah, it kind of took yeah. A, yeah. a life on it. And I've been trying to fix that. And maybe this, certainly at least some of the people that are privy to that joke or that joke series, well, now they can that see non-joke series. Non-joke, non-joke series. So I want well, to, us joking that he was making. Yeah, you know. So I'd like to apologize to KJ for bringing him into it. I'd like to <laughs> apologize to Christopher Reeve, wherever he's at. R.I.P. Chris. And to the guy that did not have legs. Right at the barbecue. Please what, forgive me. What is it on uh, Missed Encounters on Craigslist? Have you ever read those? No. They're insane. <laughs> it's like, hey, you may have been the guy. I was at Hutchins Barbecue on X night. You were sitting at the table over with no legs. <laughs> you know, and, and, but it's like, you were, I saw one the other day and it may have been fake because, you know, there's people doing bits and we probably know some of them. <laughs> it was like, missed encounter. I was at the Whole Foods market looking at bananas. You were the next aisle over looking at peaches. You farted. <laughs> and tried to act like it didn't happen, but I know it did. <laughs> you know, it's on Craigslist. It's on Craigslist. Oh, it's got Lord. missed encounters. What a waste of time. You spend too much time online. Well, sometimes things just come along to me. I wasn't seeking that out, but if someone says, Hey, look at this. Okay. Which you are apt to do often. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I just assimilate. I'm like the okay. drudge report of the internet. I just oh, take it all in. Okay. You know. Gotcha. Because my research, the, uh, my research is purely anthropological amateur nudist. <laughs> do, you, do you remember, uh, there was a, speaking of anthropology of nudism, do you remember there was a blog called Seductive Surroundings? No. That was, and I, I don't think it's active anymore, but someone was taking amateur nudist or amateur sex pictures and they were photoshopping out all the flesh so you just saw the odd surroundings of the picture hmm. so they would put like a filter or a mask or whatever and it would just be a wavy pattern where the bodies should have been mm-hmm. and you would see that oh they're having sex in the garage in front of the lighter fluid or something like that interesting it was very interesting because it was pointing out how nasty the places right. were like you took this picture right. and then it got out on the internet for yeah. one way or the other and here's how bad your carpet is or how nasty this is there was one of my kind favorites you see the uh there's one floating around of some girl taking a Selfie in the bathroom. Yeah, back. And there's a there's a turd yeah, in the toilet. Yeah, turd in it. Or, yeah. or it'll be some lady taking a picture, and you can see the kid over, you right. know, yeah. toddling around in the background. I love this parent fail picture. Well, yeah, those are, and that, a good bit. We talked about just tweeting a statement and proofreading it three or four times. Sure. Anytime a picture of any kind that I've taken or it's old and I'm going to share right. this or whatever. I do the full zoom in sure. as far as we can go every inch of the photo because I know if I was the one receiving it, that's the first thing I do is right. blow it up. And what can we, what's weird that we can point <laughs> what out can we this pick picture? Out? Well, that's funny you mentioned that because the other day, I've, and it's happened to me a couple of times now where when I tweet and if I choose a picture and you know, I'm always collecting funny reaction pictures and mm-hmm. gifts and stuff and to use, but I noticed sometimes it'll grab an extra picture that I haven't selected. Hmm. And it's like, whoa, this could get really bad. I need to start double checking this because I posted a reaction and it had a picture of a sign that I took for our award winning Instagram account. Can you hear me pod? Hmm. But it put them together and they're totally unrelated. Right. Like Gustav's lost his mind. So I'm worried that, you know, my tasteful buttocks pictures or something Uh-oh. are going yeah, to get put out there. That. Just go ahead and delete it. Yeah. Well, you know, just Snapchat it instead. Yeah. Yeah. You can find us, Can You Hear Me Pod, on Snapchat, too. There you go. I don't Somebody, know what to use or do with it, but we're trying to do listener outreach. You put, uh, one thing I've ever seen is, is that the one where you can, like, put 
deer antlers or puppy dog ears or that's where people. what queen of the north does yeah. with it yeah i and i don't know why you'd want to do that yeah i, I don't like understand vomiting it. a rainbow or something <laughs> weird shit. did you ever see that skittles commercial where it's obvious a uh kind of a porno take and instead of the money shot it's a skittle shot yes you ever He's, seen that cranfield it's like a wedding this couple like rushing um, in. They're still in the wedding dress and tux. I think I've seen that before. There's a Sprite one like that too that's like from Norway or something right. like that. That's like, holy crap. That's yeah. bold. That's yeah. really bold. That's a tough one to explain to your kids. Yeah. yeah. I already had to explain teabagging. I don't need to explain oh, the no. money shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that conversation's uh, coming. Dad, what's a money shot? <laughs> uh. Do you remember the... Time Life, I know Ty would if he was here, R.I.P. Ty. The Vietnam Time Life mo- books. Oh, yeah. Daddy, oh, did we win the war in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a whole Monteblanc <laughs> sex uh, education books. Daddy, what's a money shot? Lord. I'm a fan of the Time Life book. Oh, wow. <laughs> those were, I thought those... I was going to end that with something else. <laughs> Come on. Those were good. They were good. We got any emails? We do, but before we go, I want to. Ty and I went to the Half Price Books Mega Sale a month or two ago. Yeah, and I think we've talked a little bit about it. I think I walked out with maybe like a a bag full. He left with a damn shopping cart full. I don't know what. What was this place like? Well, it was at uh, Market Hall. So Market Hall is is big, you know, mm-hmm. and they had tons of albums, which I got, and I love buying old records. I got overload. I had to just stop. I was going to say that would be a. It was turned into a chore because there, and there were lots of good albums, but it was just, and they were good price. I just couldn't take it anymore. But they had the books roughly organized into categories. So here's political science, history, here's fiction, and you know, kind of romance. Romance was in with the fiction and he was just, he was in hog heaven. Yeah. He had a shopping cart filled to the brim. Some of which were Time Life Old West books, which I'm a fan <laughs> that of that was a good series. series. It's a damn good series. That's a good series. So he's working on completing that series. So he had stacks of those, and he found uh, some books that were pertinent to his professional life. So he was very happy yeah. with that. Very nice. But he was just, he had so many damn books. I had to help him carry the books out to his truck. He had so many. Yeah, that was when y'all texted me and were like, hey, let's and it was all of a sudden kind of thing. We had talked briefly about it, but we were like about whether we would go or not. And yeah. then it was all of a sudden, hey, meet you there at one. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Cause I didn't feel I needed to go cause I've already got enough books. I, yeah. I didn't go because I'm, I knew I would spend money that I did not need to yeah. be spending for because I, and my wife's worse than me when it comes to books. Good <clears throat> Lord. She, uh, yeah, we're, we are collectors of books. Right. And yeah. Have knew, you, uh, have y'all done the the opposite of buying books there, but trying to sell, oh, offload your books at yes. half price books, and you, you so back depressing. up? A, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I've done it one time, and I'm like, I'll just you know set them on fire. Set them on fire, it'll be cheaper. Because the most humbling experience that you <laughs> pull in your your flatbed trailer of books, and then they're like, yeah, we have your uh, your your offer, your offer. I was gonna say order offer ready, and you're like, oh yeah, what's well, Oh, we can give you $8. <laughs> you know what? I did have one the time I sold it, and most of them, yes, it was a pittance, but there was one that they really wanted, and it was probably, I you know, 10 bucks for that one book. Oh, really? And I assume they're, like, triangulating all their locations and whether, you know, they have it here or right. some other place, and that's a huge factor. But I've never, I've never had much success no, other than... The alternative of just throwing away or setting it on fire, right. I'll take my two cents on the dollar, yeah. just so it doesn't take up space in my house. And I and I, I love half price books. Yes. It's a place that I don't need to go to, but they're spreading. I've found them in Missouri and Indiana. Where are they based? Here in Texas. Oh, is that a Texas? I believe based so. It's thing? a Texas based okay, thing. I didn't realize that. The first one I ever went to, God, this was in the late nineties. Was it like Preston and? LBJ area. I right think down that's there. the big one. Is that the the big one's Northwest Highway? Yeah. Oh that's yeah, the, that's, that's the big the one. Yeah, one. that's the big one. The one over on like Preston and LBJ. It's pretty. 
it's still there. One. Yeah. I mean, in the same area. I don't know if it's the exact same location, but yeah, there was, is one still there. Yeah, it was like a little strip center yeah. kind of thing there. That was the first, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. You know? And the, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, I can always find something. Sure. Going into a shitty half-price books is kind of like, huh, well... Okay. You yeah. have to tell yourself it's okay to walk out of there without anything. Yeah. I, yeah. It's yeah. tough to do. And there have been times where I've, you know, especially if I'm traveling for work and I don't have anything else to do, I will definitely stop in. Like, oh, this is a new one, you know, different place. Cause like you said, geographically, yeah, you may find something different. I, I always find different albums at different thrift stores depending on what state I'm in. I'm like, okay, well, there's a better chance for you find some regionally regional stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I'm surprised. I'm like, holy crap! I didn't even know you people knew who this was. Ronnie Millsap was true. Yeah, Ronnie Millsap of the day. You're so proud. All right. Yes, we have emails. We have emails from our good, good have haves, got gots. The first one is from one Rinku Kumar. Okay. R e Pound sign website ranking on Google Yahoo Bing. Never mind. Okay. No, thank you, Mr. Rinku. We have from one Toledo. Toledo. Hello there. And it's titled Ball Probs. Uh oh. Just and a new one? This is a new one, yeah. Okay. So here recently, Toledo's had a little problem with the downloads. Okay. Howdy, can you hear me, men? It's currently 1 a.m. on a Friday night, and instead of being intimate with the missus, I'm laying in a hospital bed after having my testicles ultrasounded by a very polite woman. Uh, This is where the record scratches, and I say, yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Well, I woke up this morning feeling like a teenager that had gotten cock-blocked after a hot and heavy session with a pretty girl. It felt like blue balls. You know, some ladies will say that blue balls don't exist. Bullshit. And I will say that is bullshit. I don't know what causes it. Maybe you can explain that, but it's real. Uh, it's not always, it's not always consistent. Like there's been times where I've thought that I should have blue balls, you know? I hadn't in years, but I can remember as a teenager. Oh yeah, but there are other times where it's like, oh my God, I, I might as well die. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't when I was a teenager because there wasn't anybody even coming around. I couldn't even get the pretty lady to come ultrasounding when I was a teenager. Gotcha. I joked with the wife asking her if she'd been fawning me in my sleep, and she didn't think it was that funny. She needs to get a sense of humor. I assumed the pain would go away, but 18 hours later, here I am. My wife did ask, should we just try having sex to see if it goes away? And any other night... I would have been naked before she finished her sentence, but not tonight. Wow, that's intense pain. Yeah. So this experience of having various nurses handling my package took me back to a time of junior high football and a day we all feared. Oh, the physical, physical. Day. day. I don't remember her name, but I remember she had long fingernails that weren't that comfortable. All I remember thinking is, don't get a boner, don't get a boner. And this is kind of creepy. I'll address this in a moment, but we didn't have the luxury of a lady with long fingernails. we didn't. Does it seem odd to have 12-year-old boys go through this weird ritual? Do they really catch that many hernias? I don't remember any kids having issues with their physicals. Anyway, I'm just sending this to try and stay awake, and I apologize if this is a shitty email, and I'm not even going to go back and read it. Maybe it'll be some rabbit hole y'all can have fun going down. Take care of your balls, Toledo. Sorry to hear about your balls, Toledo. I am very sorry to hear... Testicular torsion that, is a bitch. That w- and is that uh, is that reversible or once they're no, it's it's, it's you have to cut them off. No, you don't have to cut them off, Toledo. Do not let anybody <laughs> cut off your nuts or come put the little uh, the rubber band the hog. <laughs> you have to band them. It was just like when you have like a swing on a swing set and you spin it in a circle. <laughs> you just have to reverse it the other way till the. Well, you know what? Uh, there can be some damage. We had a acquaintance in high school that got a with twisted nut my he? dad when i was young had a uh, run-in with testicular torsion huh so it is certainly how does that even happen your balls get torsed around it's you got your bass really deference random. and huh. you know you, you remember this is making me hurt i've heard of it happened to athletes before sure and but i've also I'm trying to think who it was it was pretty much just overnight like yeah they just woke up the exactly morning yeah and it yeah. was just intense 
so, unbearable pain. Oh, and God, this is an uncomfortable talk. So here's a, here's a fun fact for talk. you, and I apologize that I don't actually know the name of the specific reflex. I'm sure it has a name. But next Gag? Ti- no. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time you're uh, fresh out of the shower there and everything's all kind of loose, you know, if you lay down on the old bed and you have your missus rub slightly the inside of your thigh, your balls will start moving around inside the scrotum. Not you, you doing it, it's not the same because you're, yeah. it's like trying to test a reflex of your own. You know, trying, you can't hit, tickle, trying to tickle so. yourself. You can't Doesn't hit your, work. yeah, you right. can't hit your own knee and make it jump. Right. But if she rubs slightly the inside of your thigh, your balls will start moving around independently inside your scrotum. Okay. So try this out. How, how where did you learn this? <laughs> You know, I don't remember, but I do remember that Half in our books. <laughs> yeah, in our young years before childhood, Mrs. Gustav enjoyed to watch that phenomena unfold. It's a special bond and giggle. Can you imagine? Imagine her, giggle. her giggling. I can picture this and Gustav smiling. Yes. Have, uh, have you guys ever had the ultrasound performed on your? I have not. I have not had no. the nut ultrasound. I had that done. What, what was his name? Was it Greg? Uh, no. It was a extremely attractive late twenties woman who well, how about that? performed this procedure. I went because I was having a. Some they have to put the grease, the no, they, yeah, jelly they, on there. Yeah. Too? So you have to shave do, them. How's that work? Or were they already shaved? They, they it's okay. They don't request request shaving. Okay. But what they do is they. Uh, they leave you in there and they, they give you like this more or less kind of a towel or two and mm-hmm. you have to kind of build a, build a bridge. Right. You go ahead and lay the dong on top of it uh-huh. and then they let you cover yourself up where just your bag is just there underneath. Right. Sure. And then they take the whatever apparatus or tool and then yeah, they put the, the probe stuff yep. on there and then they check it out. I just want to make sure I wasn't going to become a seven time Tour de France winner. Right. One night soon. Uh, which it was cleared. I think I, my kid was just old enough to hit me in the nuts all the time. Uh-huh. And it was just after effects of that. But yeah, it was rather awkward. It was kind so of, do hold I, on. Do I hold I'm up, trying do I to carry picture on a conversation this. during this or not? So they, I would, I'd be running. So jokes. they stretch a towel out and they, you they lay, just give you like, it's, are you standing? No, no, no. You're laying back. He had to okay. self drape, basically. They, they had him drape himself. Yeah. They give you something to cover yourself, but they got to separate one. One aspect. So you gotta lay your, you lay your dong up and cover it over with the towel and then your balls are out. Okay. So she's just- And then your legs are out too, Dad. Yeah, you go legs, yeah. And she's, I mean, she's holding something. But you're standing there looking at her. Well, I mean, I was just kind of- He was making eye contact. (laughs) What Going, smiling. That's what I should have done was- Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Just kept eye contact and maybe- Nod. See what she thought about like the Ranger center field situation or something so, like that. So, right. I think I've told you the story. Well, hold on. Do, I'm picturing my own. I'm sure you're picturing. My own self, because my body is what I'm comfortable with. And in situations like that, things go to hide. <laughs> so I, do you like, do things draw up because they know um, they're in an awkward situation? You know, I, no, I was just trying to just keep things as normal and yeah. Non-awkward as possible. Okay. That's so I think I thought a, through it. That's I fought a tough, through it well. But yeah, just when picture the nutsack just creeping in like oh, maybe I'm we scared. should maybe we should crowdfund Heavy's testicular ultrasound. If you can pull that together, I'll do it. Uh, don't throw that out there. <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, damn. Just put the the Go fund me link out there and there'll be, we, you'll have $500 in it for you. Know? We will record that. All right. Let me redact that statement. You know, I have a friend that was having some abdominal problems and he went to get an x-ray and usually, you know, ultrasound is in the radiology department. It's There's all, no bones in your stomach. They still, they still look at things. You know, oh. there's soft tissue you can see in an x-ray. You can okay. see your shit packed up if you're impacted on an x-ray. Okay. Well, the x-ray tech was a female, not a hot 20-something-year-old, and she ended up giving him a beach in uh, the x-ray room. What? And she was missing a tooth. So I know it was true because you don't make up a story about some middle-aged 
dumpy woman missing a tooth giving you a blowjob if it didn't really happen. You're going to make her sound like an attractive 20-year-old, yeah. not something that you wouldn't even be able to uh, rise to the occasion because she's no, so nasty. How does that even happen? Yeah, I don't know. You didn't get that detail? Was it was it completely she, unprompted? Or? She was, I get. well, she could see what he was working with. Yeah. Which, again, to your point, when you're in that situation, you're probably not at your most prime. Prime. And she got him to go back into the little room where they hide behind the lead curtain, you know, the lead wall. And she got down and gave him a couple of, hey, how you doings? And it was not to completion because I guess she was worried about losing her job. Huh. Imagine Legitimate, that. Legitimate, but she That's just, not in the job description? That You know what? If it was, so people would like the hospital a whole lot better. Yeah. And then he came to, he's like, I got to tell you the story. And at first I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, I never thought it would happen to me type mm-hmm. penthouse forum. And then the fact that she was not attractive, not a hot body, and she was missing a tooth, that does not something. I, if he was so smart that that's what he would think up to make up, he's right. a genius. <laughs> he but, needs his own podcast. Yeah, he needs his own podcast. And he was in shock about it, but he had to tell somebody. So oh, he told well, hell me. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I believe you 100%, buddy. And to top it off, I thought this guy was gay. You've told me this story. That and I still think he may be, but. So he got raped. I think he willingly let it, cause okay. hey, you know, he didn't, it, it, she got him to go back to. That's true. Behind the, the lead wall. Maybe he's by, I don't know, whatever. Right. But yeah, whatever. it was still, uh, it was, it was adding to my confusion about where this guy What stood his identity on, was. Yeah, on yeah. the spectrum, like. But anyway, great story. Good job, buddy. Wow. So back to what was the email again? The email oh, yeah. was testicular balls. torsion. Balls problems. Balls problems. So do they think that's what it is? I would assume that's what it was. I think Golly. I I was watching him. He was talking to me on Twitter that night. It happened, and I was pre- he was thinking it was a kidney stone. And you know I've suffered the kidney stone. Yeah. And in fact, here just while we've been doing this podcast, not tonight, but over the last few months, we have chronicled it, and it. It, uh, we were at a funeral when I first started feeling like I thought I was getting too fat for the suit, which was true. Yeah. But I thought, man, this suit's tight. I couldn't wait to get home, take off my pants. And I got home. Should've my wife's done like, at the funeral. I should've. Yeah. We're all close. We're all friends. Right. Some family. And I got home. My wife's like, no, I think you're having another kidney stone. When I hadn't had one in almost like 16 years or something. Damn, I've, I never had. Have you? No. And the Me first either. one I had, it was awful. It was, I'm pissing blood. Some of it's hereditary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, my whole family uh, on my dad's side suffers from them. You need to drink more water. I've That's been true. drinking a lot of water since then. No and sodas. I hadn't done that. Thank you, Dr. Heavy. Did you put Campofanique on it? I put some Mercurochrome on it. and. Okay. Had the ultrasounds and stuff. The first one, like I said, it was sharp and it was only lasted maybe like three days. And it was incredible. I went to my knees when I passed it. Okay. It hurt so bad. Only three days. Only three days. But this one recently like this year. Sandbar when it. That's exactly what it out. That's mm. well, I don't know if I caught that one because you have to sit there and strain it through like a coffee filter. You can't just strain it through a strainer. Why? Because it's, they're so oh. small. They don't. I mean, so the doctor wants you to piss through something so you can make sure it comes out. Right? Well, you can, and you can also have them analyzed by a laboratory. They do what they call a stone analysis and they can tell you what it's made up of because they maybe, do that in the geology department. Maybe your stone is, has a calcium oxalate or uric or you know, there's all kinds of things that'll build up stones. And, mm-hmm. so, and when people do your analysis, they look for crystals a lot of times and you can gotcha. tell you what's going on. Anyway. So the first one, incredibly intense pain, but short duration. But this damn one, it lasted for months. Mm. It finally, I had a CAT scan done, and they could see that it was in the ureter. So that's from the kidney to the bladder. It's mm-hmm. stuck in there. Damn. And finally, the pain alleviated, and I only assumed it had gotten to the bladder. Just dropped down in there. Dropped down in there. And then the bladders, you know, it's a sack of fluid, so it... Everything was fine for a while. It's a piss sack. Piss sack. And then it comes back. Uh-oh. Finally started moving from the bladder into the urethra. And man, I was worried. Cause it was like, okay, I had a little relief for a month or so. Now it's co- time. Now it's co- showtime. Now it's, now it's showtime. Yeah. 
but it had the pain hadn't been as bad as the funeral t- era pain. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, and I've still got my medicine and stuff. And well, can't you take pills to break that shit up? Not to break it up. Oh, you you can't? can take like Flomax to help your piss urine more. production to piss more, and you can drink more water and things. The only way to break it up is with a laser, isn't it? Uh, no, it's lithotripsy is what they do. So What's they can that? go in. It's ultrasound basically. Oh, okay. Or they can actually go in and do the surgery, but gotcha. they prefer to right. do it ultrasound if they had to. But now I'm like, I don't, I'd like to pass this. And the pain had been to do natural birth. The pain yeah. had been low level, and As then finally to some sort of fracking procedure. Right. right. And there had been times I think we talked about this a little bit of solo work. Hello. Would take your mind off of it. I don't know if it was actually helping it move along, but it would certainly take your mind off of it. As would group work. (laughs) 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 But finally one day I got up to go piss. I think it was the first piss of the morning. And that damn thing shot out like a rock. It felt like I came a rock. (laughs) A jizz or meteor. Oh. And I don't, I wasn't able to capture it because it, you know, went. Did it clang off it the toilet? It clanged. Yeah. Did it really? And I think. Like a it, noise? And it was elongated at this point. Oh. Like it had been, it, so it wasn't like a sandbird. It was like I had. A hot tamale? A hot tamale <laughs> made out of stone that shot out of my dick. You're like your bladder was full of Mike and Ike's. Right. <laughs> and, oh, it just felt so, it felt as, it felt better than coming. Oh. I mean, it was, and then. It, was it bloody? Did it bleed? It didn't bleed. Okay. So, so, so maybe, was it was it worth it? No. <laughs> but that moment, it was. Oh, it was great. Uh, did you get that little? Yeah, neck you got that twitch. little. Uh, you shiver. <laughs> you got a little neck twitch and <laughs> toes were all curling. Yeah. But <laughs> my knees buckled a little bit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, Toledo. So Godspeed, Toledo. I hope your balls are okay. If they keep hurting, just. Go ahead and have them banned you. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and get that sex from the wife yeah, while you say, can. Go back to her first before you we know. do anything else. And get her to do the little trick with your uh, rubbing your inside of your thigh. Yeah, it might. It might, might, might move them, them around. It's it might unwrap each so other. So you, uh, you folks, if you got somebody to give you a hand with that, check that out. It's an interesting thing. I'll try to find the actual name of the that reflex. It's not gag. It's no. not gag. No, as you, it's a totally different one. All right, we got another one here from Dr. OK, Mr. Matt. All right. Hello, Matt. Titled Fan Mail, Bunkers, and Tomfoolery. I like this. And this is a long one, so we may have to take a pause here in the middle of it. Greetings. I grew up in a rural town, although I lived in a neighborhood inside city limits. Nothing wrong with that. Our own heavy and Ty, although Ty was almost like on a reserve in the middle of town. Yeah. The strange... Many friends lived outside of town on a few acres. As a fan of the tales of the 903, I wondered about the experience of Can You Hear Me Boys on two items that I did growing up. Number one, building a treehouse slash clubhouse by yourselves and pranking slash tomfoolery. So he's got some further uh, elaboration here. The first is building your own place for hanging out. As a preteen, a buddy and I dug a foxhole of sorts at his parents' place, hoping to make it an underground bunker. We didn't know anything about anything and dug into sandstone right by a good-sized tree. Now, we've seen people dig into river uh, banks along those same lines mm-hmm. with a death wish. Needless to say, it was tough digging, especially around large roots. A bad idea. It never got big enough for more than one person. It was just a bad idea to begin with. We tried again in my partially developed neighborhood by digging a six by six foot hole, a six by six foothole about four foot down. We lined the bottom with bricks covered with carpet scraps from nearby homes being built. We covered with a few logs, more carpet scraps, and then covered with a small layer of dirt and leaves. Good we idea. covered that with light brush. We had an opening to enter the bunker and four people could sit in there. We were able to use a few items with candles and a few girly mags. Other kids that eventually found sweet. it and tore it up, but it was a fun escape. That is kick ass. That's pretty badass. elaborate. That's that's doing it right, right that's there. That's pretty badass. Now, you know, back in the, I think you've you probably seen those like Encyclopedia Boys or Boys Manual or things that they've reprinted in the last few years that were books they used to make at the turn of the century that would teach you how to make a pier or dig out a clubhouse in the side of a hill. 
we don't teach kids to even, you know, we're so helicopter parents now and you don't want your kids out running around and everything. Nobody's going to do this anymore. Uh-uh. This is a lost art. Now, sure, a couple of kids might have died, you know? Right. It's the price we pay. We had those friends that were digging a, uh, I think they finally got, somebody's like, you're going to die, you know, when that sand riverbank collapses on you. Yeah. And do you remember at the National Jamboree, that troop that was digging, they dug about maybe about a four foot, uh, circumference, not circumference, four foot diameter sump hole is what it started out as. Mm-hmm. And then they got down about eight foot and started going horizontal. Yes. And somebody <laughs> came along and stopped them because that was just sandy loam. They were yeah. about to die. I, I salute you, Matt. That's awesome. That was, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. We, unf- I always thought it would be, and even as a adult, you know, generally the area that we grew up in, I mean, it's flat. Right. I mean. For the most part, yeah. Rolling prairie. Right. Rolling prairie. There were no hills, but like the hillside digging in, I've always, uh, thought that would be pretty cool even to like make a home. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we have that one acquaintance that did build an underground house. Right. Right. Yeah. The tree house was a big player. Tree house was always a big player. Because we had plenty of trees. Lots of trees. And, you know, all it really took to kind of get something going was just some planks. Because your initial stage is just hammer some boards as a ladder. Right. And then you just get up in where you couldn't have climbed naturally. Right. That's your first step. And then you kind of get the, we'll put a couple of boards across here right. and stuff. But that was usually just almost like a tree stand for, you know. Basically, yeah. yeah. Basically. Now, you know, my grand platform. Yeah, we never had any cool, like, Punky Brewster treehouse. Now, my grandfather built me a quote unquote treehouse there next to the playhouse we were Mm -hmm. talking about. It was a two story and it was, uh, like a basically a pole building. Yeah. And it had a little suspension bridge over to a mulberry tree that you could walk over and that was great. But he built that. I did. Yeah. Now, I'd certainly built stuff in, in the woods sometimes. Now, the spool was a big player in your fort. Yep. Because we had a... And cinder blocks. And cinder blocks, yep. Do all kinds of shit with cinder anything blocks. You could, anything you could find, but the, the spool was always a big one. So I had that at my house, then in my other grandparents out in the woods, I had some spools and stuff like that, and I'm pretty sure nailed up some... Now, I had a friend, he was in, in my class, who uh he lived... At the edge, it was in town, but it was like right at the edge of the subdivision, which now there's a whole new subdivision. Around that subdivision. Around, around that, but when we were kids, it was pasture. His dad was in construction and I always had just a ton of Junk. scrap right. stuff laying around. We built a tree house and used a set of, used some old tire chains mm. as, as the ladder. Good. Sturdy. To, to climb up in it. Not a lot of tire chains in the 903 to begin yeah. with. Well, and when we were kids, there were. Well, it was I more remember, of a... Yeah, I remember my dad having tire chains. But the winters were worse. Yeah, that's true. We the, were having uh, the, we were coming the ice age in the 70s, remember? Yeah. But we had, uh, yeah, all kinds of old scrap wood we'd mm-hmm. build with. And it was all, I mean, it was scrap for... Right, for a been, reason. should have been burned, yeah. you know. That's when, you know, and as a kid, you don't know anything about structural integrity no you're no. stretching the limits yeah. of what right a one by six can hold <laughs> <you know? laughs> maybe this piece of old uh shoe molding will hold this up yeah but yeah those were fun times those were definitely fun uh, you got any uh do you ever have any clubhouse treehouse no we didn't stories we didn't build one uh i think we lived too far in the city right however we had a a tree in the the first house that i grew up in but instead of a treehouse or clubhouse, we had I had some like Return of the Jedi fort. Uh, was, that's yeah. all right too. The fort was a big one. I built like a uh, almost like a rabbit warren out of old pipes and culverts and stuff and logs. You know, if it rained, you were screwed. But it was out there in the pasture yeah. where uh, the round bells kind of sit now. Uh, yeah, tomfoolery time now. All right. The second is pranking prior to high school slash driving. We did pulling the fake rope across the street many times with great success. A few kids on each side of a poorly lit street wait for a car to approach. Each side pretends to pull a fake rope tied across the car's path. 
You ever heard of this? No. no. The car will slow or stop, sometimes quickly with screeching brakes, and all the kids would scatter and then repeat once again if it, when it was all clear. I've never heard, never of, heard this, of that. Ever. Another is throwing water balloons or shaving cream filled balloons at cars. Oh, Once yeah. I threw a shaving cream filled balloon at a car that left my hand as I realized it was a police car. Oh. The balloon skipped across the windshield without breaking into the other side of the street. The police car never slowed down. Whew. Thanks for the great tales, Matt. And <laughs> Gustav, feel free to edit this trap to something consumable. Matt, we read it as it was, yeah. buddy. Well, uh, you know, I was outside of town, so we talked a little bit back on our Halloween episode. That was pretty much, I had to go to town to get into any shenanigans because I didn't want to deal with the highway patrol out on the highway. So it was only if I was in town. And, you know, they stopped there on that section. How many times have we been out in the barn or been out shooting and watched the highway patrol? Oh, just work that little section. Yeah, it's just just up and down. Yeah. Just a sweet spot for them. So I had to go to town and we talked a little bit. Back then, the police cruisers all seemed to have uh, rectangular lights. So I remember that being told, yeah, we got to watch for the lights. You know, they would have already seen you, obviously. Right. But I do remember running, scattering through backyards and alleys and stuff when we were out toilet papering, not too far from where Ty lived, but on the the west side of where he would have been. You know how... Mm-hmm. There was all that woods there, right, 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 over in that area. Because we had a, I had a buddy that lived over in that general area, and then we were always seen to be running around at night when we didn't have any reason to. Junior high, the uh, I had an acquaintance in my class who was there was a little group of them in my class who were always up to tomfoolery. You had a significant group in your class yes, that were we, uh, active, and one of them he lived over right across the street from one of the elementary schools. Yeah. And and a major thoroughfare. And the main road through town. From the main road through town, there was an old Piggly Wiggly. Yep. Had the Piggly Wiggly parking lot. And then my friend's house. So from his house over to the main street, that's probably, probably hunt, mm, 70 yards. Okay. Something like that. Well, him and his older brother built a slingshot type apparatus that you could throw water balloons out of worked the trajectory down perfect to where they would launch water balloons front and had a privacy fence backyard Mm -hmm. up over the privacy fence across the old piggly wiggly parking lot and in to the main street and so and so it's a blind shot nobody knows exactly where it's going nobody knows it's like uh yeah it's like an aerial Lee bombardment. Yeah. 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 And, uh. Just like Lee Harvey. Yeah. And, and, and you don't know what's coming either. Well, true. Because, and so after school sometimes we would, which I had strict instructions not to go to his house after right. school. Good, legitimate instruction. Right. Which I did sometimes anyway. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day they were, we got to launching water balloons and, uh. Notice the we. Mm-hmm. It fin- we finally hit a car. Yeah. Most of the time, they just kind of splattered. Because, I mean, the road was, I mean, that was max distance that it was going to shoot. So Most that, of them petered out. Be my question is whether you could see what was being struck. Mm-mm. No, so unless just, somebody was peeking over the fence. Did anybody have the think ahead of time to maybe just go station themselves there and then report back? Yeah, we hit a... <sighs> No, no, not, not, not really, not really. There's so many mimes in the 903. Yeah, just, just launching them at random. Okay. Sometimes what we would do is go stand in the old Piggly Wiggly parking lot and see if they could hit you. Yeah, because they're launching, because they're launching blind. I mean, because of the privacy fence, they don't know where it's going and just see, kind of like standing out in the field at a pumpkin chunking contest, I guess, except it's water balloons. Yeah. Well, they launched, uh, and got less max, likely to hurt you. Yeah. Got max distance and mm-hmm. smacked a car. The police were promptly called. And, of course, they, being in the vicinity that it was in, they knew right. yeah, they which knew house to go who, to. Who to go to. And, uh, Process of elimination. Well, these six, two were. You got sixth graders just scrambling everywhere. Right. right. The cop car pulls up. Yeah. That was 
probably the worst of yeah. just general tomfoolery. Gustav mentioned just the idea of, especially like your junior high years, just the, why was it such an adrenaline rush to sneak out and just walk around your neighborhood at two, three, four in the morning? Yeah. You well, know, and you're yeah. just, and if, if a car turns down the street, you just freak out like, you're driving around now, like if you turn down your road at two in the morning and there were four sixth graders, are you gonna like, you know, run them down and call the cops? <laughs> no, you're gonna pull in your driveway and go to bed. Right. You know, you don't care, but as a kid, I remember you would scramble in all different directions. Oh yeah. I'd oh yeah, it was a huge thing. Uh, we didn't do anything bad, but we used to do stupid, you know, if somebody's newspaper had been delivered, take it out of the plastic thing and just like throw it in their yard, you know, something <laughs> like that. And I remember hiding, a guy came out of his house for like an early morning jog and we were, I was in front of his house and like hiding in his bushes as he's standing on the sidewalk, like stretching. And I'm just thinking, just please don't find me. No, well, I don't know what he was going to do. Right. I maybe he's going <laughs> to send me straight to jail, but. That's funny. Probably wonder why the hell you were in his bush. Probably so. Yeah. Peeping Tom. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, you know, Watch more. Stretch my quads. <laughs> now you did mention an email to us a couple of weeks ago. Thank you very much for the email about gaggle of political signs that y'all were putting out yeah. and may or may not have done some damage to a sprinkler system. There was a, yeah, there was a group of us in high school that started this and we found this location basically where these signs were stored. Maybe nice. political or real estate, eh, just different type of, you know, just advertisement signs that right. just stake in the ground real easy. Mm-hmm. And you could pull up a truck and a car that's just got a trunk in it. And if you've got six of you, you can fill both those up in no time. And we usually would go to somebody that we knew. Right. And we would do it to their yard. Wasn't a whole lot of random, you know, selection there. The problem was as time went by, in this circle of friends, enough people got eliminated. There was only so many people that hadn't had it done to their house yet. That yeah. Were you yeah. smart enough to do it to yourself? Uh, no, we never did it to ourselves. Cause that's, Probably, that's uh, the, the power move there to, yeah. uh, couldn't have been me. Right. <laughs> now I might have known some people that pulled up to a highway construction site and might have filled up the back of a truck full of orange highway Construction signs. I like that. And then one of those persons might have covered his entire room, floor to ceiling, and the ceiling in nothing but orange highway signs. Woo! It was. It might have been harsh to look at. I was going to say. I bet that would be bright if anybody ever did that. A buddy. I don't know where. Well, I know where we got one of these things because I was there with him. But like at his house and in his room, like he had like. The menu that was like up at Subway, behind like the protective kind of glass, <laughs> right, he right. had like the actual thing on his wall. He, I don't know where he would get this stuff, but one night he, there was like a gas station that had closed or whatever, and back behind it was, they had like a Snapple refrigerator that was back right. there. So we pulled up and, uh, had a dolly and everything and loaded that thing and put it in the back of a truck. And he had it at his house the rest of the time that I knew him, just stocked full of <laughs> stocked full of drinks. But he always had like random stuff right. like that. I've got quite a, I've got some random things out in the barn. I remember one day I was walking on uh, in Pasadena, California, and there was a big green O laying on the sidewalk. Who couldn't use that? And so I brought it home in my check bag, and which how, I got. How big is it? It's. Only about this big. Like plastic? It's plastic. Like, it fell off a sign. Okay. But it, you, nobody was going to come along and come put, put it back up because it no. was like the face of it. Okay. So I've got a big O. You know, big I'll o. give you a big O if you want. <laughs> That's all right. If it would have been a big, big green U, Ty could have used it in his last Twitter handle. Yes. There yes, you go. Yes. Because RIP MZZY74 yeah. or whatever it was. Was it Muzzy? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, Gaggle of concepts. I don't know what was going on with that. I still don't understand it. TieWeb 3000, <laughs> so much better. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Matt, for your thoughtful email and your support. We appreciate it. I know Matt, Matt's one of our guys that found us along the way and went back and listened to our old stuff. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he powered through it all, but I know he listened to it a lot because when I've talked to him, he's made references to things that we talked about Long time. Months and months ago. Well, thank you, Matt. And I apologize how bad our audio quality was back then. So you're a trooper. I appreciate that. 
Well, guys, I think we're at about a time, and I hope everybody has a good, happy, safe New Year, because this will be coming out right before New Year's Eve. Have a designated driver. I'm not available. Watch out for creepy people. Had some fun due to New Year's Eve. Had some fun. Yes, we've had some a couple of fun times on New Year's Eve. We used to run around. uh, Mrs. Gustav always liked to buy many Roman candles, and we would have our festivities and run around in the cold shooting each other with Roman candles. Yeah. Good times. Sounds safe. Pre-children. Pre-children, yeah. Better times. Better times. Definitely, well, I was going to say definitely more lively times, but I don't think it was, yeah, children bring a whole other different kind of liveliness. It's not the fun kind of lively. I love my kids, for the record. I wouldn't trade them, but, man, we used to, we had some good times. Yeah. Good times, good times. We all have a happy new year. Hopefully in 2017 we'll see Ty again. Hopefully so. Not that you're not welcome back hey. anytime you want. We really appreciate having you. Yeah, my pleasure in filling in. I just say everybody just take care of their balls in 2017. If there's anything we can take away from this, take care of your balls. Absolutely. They are important. They're the only balls you're going to get. You need your balls. Before we go, do you, and maybe I've told it, and Jay, maybe you can, if, I know he can't remember, so have I told the one ball story about how I was at my place of business and I knew somebody that was there for it and we knew them from the past how they only had one ball? That was our always our understanding growing up. And so I was telling the people I, I was telling the people I, one of the ladies I work with, oh yeah, we always heard that guy only had one ball. And she gets super, and we were friends and she gets super serious and she goes, my son only has one testicle. And I'm like, bear trap. Mm. <laughs> and I ex- excuse myself as graciously as I can out of this bear trap. And Take I go a phone up, call. Yeah. <laughs> I go over to another uh, room where another one of my friends, and these are all ladies that were quite a bit older than me, and I say, you'll never guess I was telling her about this guy with one ball, and she gets all serious and says, well, my son only has one testicle. And this lady then says, well, my stepson only has one testicle. And these are not people that would, you know, are smart and are funny enough to bullshit me. Right. They were they serious. They coordinated this. And I was like, damn it, what is wrong with you people with what your one nut kids? Is that a common thing? I, apparently where I was working at the time it was. <laughs> but he, he was working at like a testicular cancer research <laughs> right. facility or something like that. So I, I, it was a double bear trap. Uh, I don't I need to what check about the odds? water. One, one nut double bear trap. Oh. So... Toledo, I hope you're not survived. No offense to any of our listeners who may yeah, have, if you have one nut. We, it's no, you can still be, be fully productive. You're probably a little off balance, but you well, still, you know, you can still live a fully productive mm-hmm. life. They make a prosthetic nut? testicle that you can get put in so that you're balanced out. Will it move if somebody massages your inner thigh? I would assume that if the other one still moves, it could move the other one around. Wow. And they make prosthetic testicles for your dog if you get them uh what castrated, but you can still put a little ball in there. Why would you want to do that? Uh, aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> that is, we can't. We've come cure, too far. We now. can't cure cancer. No. We can't. But we can put. We can't heal a horse's bones, mm-hmm. but we can put prosthetic balls on dogs. Priorities. Probably a lot simpler concept. It's it's quite Probably. a bit more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of marbles and in the yeah. old sack. And, yeah, and I'm sure there's different sizes. You know, you can get the mastiff ball, or right. you can get the uh, teacup poodle ball. The mastiff they use ping pong balls. Probably. I don't know. How about? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but that is something you can get. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. All right. Happy 2017, America, <laughs> with your fake balls. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Uh, you can email us your one ball stories to can you hear me pod at gmail.com. And if you do have a one testicle, go ahead and take a picture, send it to Heavy. He'd love to hear. Let's hear how you're getting through life. Mm-hmm. Let us know. It's the one testicle support group. We're your, we're your one testicle podcast of record. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. <laughs> Cracks me up every time. <laughs> Oh, shit. Daddy, what's Vietnam? What's Vietnam? 
A question a child might ask, but not a childish question. A question that in the past has led not to answers, but only to other questions. What were we fighting for? Why didn't we just drop the bomb? How could we fight an enemy we couldn't even see? Did other people die? Time Life Books and Boston Publishing present The Vietnam Experience. The series designed to answer the nagging questions. Did we win the war, Daddy? Each volume looks at the war from every point of view. No matter where you stood, you'll gain new insights into your own position, as well as those you may have opposed. You'll attend secret meetings at the White House and walk into an ambush to draw enemy fire. From Quezon to Chicago to Saigon, you'll be there, learning much you didn't know about Vietnam and much you didn't know about America. Why did we fight the war, Daddy? Call toll-free and start putting the Vietnam experience into focus with Combat Photographer. You'll see what it was like over there from a perspective the media couldn't provide. An historic perspective that only now are we able to consider. It is important that we honor and remember those who gave their lives for our country. But honoring isn't enough. Remembering isn't enough. We must answer the question, what's Vietnam? For ourselves and for the next generation. Will I have to fight in a war, Daddy? To order your first book, call now. 1-800-228-2222. It will be sent to you free for 10 days. Keep it in pay just $14.95 plus shipping and handling. Others will follow about one every other month. Keep the ones you want. Cancel any time. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.